Welcome into Lockdown Blackhawks for Friday, November 29th, 2019. Jay Zawoski with you here. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And speaking of the Lockdown Podcast Network, later in this episode, we will get a scouting report on the Colorado Avalanche. The Blackhawks play them today at 3 p.m. and tomorrow at 8 p.m. So we're going to talk to Chris Maselli, the host of Locked on Avalanche. Make sure you check out that podcast. Most NHL teams, most sports teams, in fact, the professionals anyway, have a Locked on podcast. So make sure you search, make sure you scout the opponents on your own. Get smarter about the league by listening to Locked on Podcasts. So uh, we'll do a two-part interview uh, in this episode with Chris Maselli, host of Locked on Avalanche. If you want to get in touch with me, follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. Email LockedOnBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can always leave that voicemail, 708-653-0572, 708-653-0572. Make sure you check out my other podcast as well, the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Search for it, subscribe to it, follow it on Twitter, at MadhousePod. Lots to get to today before we get to our preview with Chris Maselli. As you know, on Tuesday, ahead of the win over Dallas, the Blackhawks placed um, Dylan Strom on the con- in the concussion protocol. Later in the day on Wednesday, the Blackhawks made another roster move. They moved Drake Kajula from injured reserve to long-term injured reserve, retroactive to November 10th. To make up for that move, Anton Vadin has been called up from Rockford. He's been really solid for the Icehawks this year, and he was a guy who almost made the club out of camp, played well in the preseason, but uh, you may have heard my uh, Icehawks preview earlier this year with Greg Boyson. Uh, he tweeted today that Vadin has been the best forward on the Rockford Icehawks, so interesting to see whether or not he'll play or Matthew Highmore will play today against the Avalanche and Saturday against the Avalanche. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see both of them get a look this this weekend in some way, shape, or form. They don't usually call guys up to not play them. Maybe we see Zach Smith draw out of the lineup again. He's been okay, but he's kind of been the guy who has found himself on the outside looking in when there are some roster moves to make. And I wouldn't mind giving uh, Vadin a look. I, I was impressed by him uh, in the preseason. Again, he's not going to be a star player by any means, but he's 26 years old. He has some professional experience, so he's not like a a kid coming in to the league. And again, he's been really, really solid down in Rockford. So why not call him up, give him a look. And uh, once you call these guys up, I want to see them play. I think that makes a lot of sense to do. So what does long-term injured reserve mean for Drake Kajula? Uh, Capfriendly.com is one of the best websites and best resources for hockey fans If you want to get a grasp on the Blackhawks' financial situation or other teams' financial situations, it's the only place to go. They have a nice definition of long-term injured reserve. When a player has an injury of which they are expected to miss a minimum of 10 games and 24 days, whichever comes second, the team can place them on long-term injured reserve, which can be used to exceed the salary cap. LTIR is a very complicated aspect of the NHL operations, and the vast majority of details are not specified in the CBA. When a player is placed on LTIR, their cap hit remains on the team's cap payroll, and it continues to count as it always did. It also does not provide the club with additional cap space savings that can be banked for future use while the team operates above the salary cap. Instead, 
LTIR provides relief if the club's average club salary or payroll begins to exceed the upper limits. The amount of relief that the club can receive is calculated on the day the player is placed on LTIR. There are three equations used to determine the LTIR relief. The first, the basic equation can be used during the season and during the offseason. The second, the training camp equation can be used on the final day of the offseason in preparation for the first day of the season. The third formula is used when a team already has a player on LTIR. Anyway, long story short, I know that was very uncomplicated. Uh, Drake Kajula can return December 5th. That is the earliest he can return. The move to LTIR is retroactive to November 10th, which was the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So the soonest Kajula can come back is December 5th. And it's funny, I don't want to say he hasn't been missed because that's not really true. I think Kajula is a good player, plays with energy, plays with speed, and you can never have too many of those. But since that time... The Hawks have played pretty well. They've gone 4-2 and 1. They've had I'm sorry, they've gone 5-2 and 1. They've had some big wins in there over uh the Toronto game obviously, Vegas, Nashville, Buffalo, and then Tuesday night against Dallas. So, I don't see any need to rush him back like we talked about on Wednesday's Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Jeremy Cowton is very cautious when it comes to concussions and he should be he's a guy whose career was cut short as you know by concussions so it's good to see that's one thing I really like about Jeremy Cowton is that he is uh very um on point when it comes to concussion care so um you know this is the LTIR move is to is to create a roster spot also for some cap reasons but Drake Kajua could be back soon doesn't mean he will be not necessarily but according to the book he could be he could return December 5th when the Blackhawks take on the Boston Bruins and that's going to be a tough game. Remember, it's two against the Avalanche Friday and Saturday. It's the St. Louis Blues on Monday and then the Bruins and Devils Friday and I'm sorry, Thursday and Friday of next week. Speaking of the Blues game, my Madhouse podcast is having an event. If you're in the Chicago area, in the South Burbs, the Barrel Club in Oakland, 4910 West 111th Street, is hosting a live podcast. Uh, come out, watch the game with my partner James Navo and I, and uh, it'll be a good time. So join us at the Barrel Club, 4910 West 111th Street, if you're not doing anything during the game on Monday. All right, told you we're going to preview the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to do that next with Chris Maselli of Locked on Avalanche. I told you before. Make sure, if you've got other teams you like, aside from the Blackhawks, there's going to be a Lockdown Podcast for them. All the Chicago teams have one. The Bears, the Sox, the Cubs, the Bulls. Uh, Jordan Malley hosts the Bulls Lockdown Podcast. Herb Lawrence hosts Lockdown White Sox. Those are two of my buddies from the score. I've worked with Herb for 20 years. Jordan Malley's a new producer, but good dude. He actually sort of guided me into Lockdown. I went to him for advice. And he hosts the Bulls podcast, so check those out. Good stuff. So, look, if you're a Chicago sports fan, and chances are you are, if you're listening to Lockdown Blackhawks, check on Lockdown White Sox, Lockdown Cubs, Lockdown Bears, and Lockdown Bulls. You'll enjoy each and every one of them. All right, next up, we will talk to Chris Maselli of Lockdown Avalanche. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, and part of the Lockdown Podcast Network is Chris Maselli. He is the host of 
of Locked on Avalanche. The Hawks have a pair of games this weekend with the Avs, so I wanted to spend some time and catch up on these two super important games for the Blackhawks and now kind of important games for the Avalanche. Chris, what's going on? Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Jay. Glad to be here. Now, I know the main story lately with the Avs has been their health. What can you update (laughs) us with on that situation and should Hawks fans expect any uh, sort of uh, reinforcements to come for the Avalanche this weekend? I think so. I think uh, it, it was kind of up in the air when specifically Miko Rantanen was returning. Uh, he practiced earlier in the week, and there was a outside chance he could return against the Oilers on uh, Wednesday. He pretty much put the kibosh on that um, right after practice. And it's looking like he will return one of the two games against Chicago. They haven't said which one yet, but he just said he needed a couple more days of practice. Uh, I'm if you're going to ask me, you know, feet to the fire, which day I would think Saturday. Okay, I I, I don't. Can we just delay that until you know? You want to make sure we got to be sure Ransom is healthy. We don't want to rush him back. I think it's it'd be wise. I think to just put it off. Dude, like we've had so many injuries. I we need something in return. It's been I've never seen anything like what this team is going through in injuries. Um and thankfully it has not hit uh Nathan McKinnon yet. I hope I just didn't jinx that. Oh, that was bad. But uh <laughs> but it's just like every every day, every game, it seems like somebody's going down with a, a different injury. And I don't know if you saw the Ranton in one with the way his ankle Yes. twisted but i don't know what turned more his ankle or my stomach when i watched that but uh it, it was brutal yeah so, oh that's that's yeah. gruesome and uh all right well you mentioned mckinnon you just jinxed him he's definitely gonna blow his knee out <laughs> um but it, for those who have not been keeping a close eye on the avalanche nathan mckinnon leads him in scoring uh 33 <laughs> points 14 goals 19 assists uh look one of the best players in the national hockey league and now that the abs are sort of Right now, they have the top wild card spot. It'll be fluctuating as, as days go sure. on here. Um, and as they get healthier, I think you get, everyone sort of expected them to win the division, not with ease, but I think they're definitely yeah. the strongest team. Um, with McKinnon playing as well as he has, it, it looks sustainable, right? That That's the sort of thing that he can keep going, a player of that caliber. Who are some of the other guys that have been big contributors this season for the Avs? Well, the you know the big thing with them last year was everybody calling them a one line team, mm-hmm. and they you know they they were. Let's not beat around the bush that they didn't have that secondary scoring. Um, they really, you know, made some moves in the off season that are are what what these guys are doing is the whole next man up mentality. The injuries that they've had, they've had no choice. But if they had this team last year, going through the injuries that they have they would not be in the position that they're in right now. Uh, Burkowski has been sensational. Um, he, and he's been moved up to that line with McKinnon um, and has really taken uh, kind of like th- this new style of, of play that he didn't have in Washington. Um, and it's really m- geared more towards his game. He can kind of camp out in front of the, the net and that's, that's more his style of play. And Nathan McKinnon has told him, shoot more. Um, and the fact that he plays on that line with McKinnon and he's hearing that from his superstar player, like you play on a line with me 
and it's okay if you shoot. You don't have to get the puck to me. I think he's really changed his mindset, and he's he's been he's been sensational, Burkowski. Um, Kadri, obviously, with the big trade with with Toronto, started off pretty pretty good. I think he's tailed off a little bit lately, but he's still just that presence of uh, second line scorer, which they you know they desperately needed, um, and and. The the list can you know it goes on, but also the list of injuries goes on. So it's just they keep calling up guys from the minor leagues, and they're 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 holding their head above water miraculously right now. Um, it's still one of the tougher divisions. It, it it's starting to come around to that. I think in the beginning of the season, people were like, maybe this division isn't what we thought it was. But now everybody's starting to pick up. Maybe not so much Minnesota. And I can say that being an Avalanche <laughs> fan. Yes. <laughs> but, um, you know, what? You know, Chicago seems to be turning things around little by little, do they not? Yeah, they're figuring it yeah. out for sure. There was yeah. a uh, come-to-Jesus meeting on Wednesday, November 6th, <laughs> where Jeremy Cowan was told, hey, um, you're going to want to change what you're doing or you're going to want to find a new job. Oof. So since that day, they've totally changed their system and they've been a lot better. It truly has been a tale of two teams. It's Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We are talking to Chris Maselli, host of Locked on Avalanche. Make sure you check out the podcast. Just search Locked on Avalanche. Get smarter about the Blackhawks' rival and their opponent in two games coming up this weekend. Chris, want to ask you about the rookie sensation on the Avalanche. Kale McCarr, rookie defenseman, 21 years old, 25 points in 23 games with 10 points on the power play. Uh, let me know how about his impact to the team so far, and and what you see him sort of projecting as, as here as his career goes on. Well, yeah, it's the sky's the limit for this guy, um, and it's just it, the game just seems to come so effortlessly to him, um, you know. And McKinnon is like the 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 power guy when you know when you see him go, uh, when he gets the puck and he flies, it's like he's shot out of a cannon. And Makar is kind of like the – he's just like a smooth operator. He has – I don't want to say his speed is up there with McKinnon, but he is deceptively fast. Um, he's so skilled. He's so talented. He's in the right place at the right time. People are saying, like, why is he a defenseman? He has so much offensive skill. But, um, you know, that Tyson Berry was that offensive player, and his defense was a little suspect. Mm-hmm. But Makar is, is the opposite. His defense is solid. And his offense is just as solid. And I think he likes the defense, the defensive style, because he likes bringing the puck up and having he, he has the vision of what's everything that's going on in front of him. Um, and he makes some spectacular plays. I just he's got superstar in the making if he's not already. I don't want to anoint him that this early in his career. But man, he's he is fun. He's a fun, fun player to watch. Well, it's going to be fun for Hawks fans watching him and Bowen Byram now for the next, uh, oh you know, ten to twelve years uh, when Byram comes up, probably next season. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, one thing I want to get your perspective on, and you sort of alluded to it earlier. What is the perspective on the Blackhawks uh, from Colorado fans? I know the Hawks, even for Hawks fans, have been sort of hard to figure out. Sort of curious. <laughs> I like to get the temperature when we have out of town guests on what the uh, what the opinion is of Chicago. Uh, their hockey team anyway well, around the I league. mean for me uh I, I always keep my eye on the Blackhawks because they're like they're like the like you know the New England Patriots like they're always in the mix and even when you think they're down um they're not and I think they're kind of proving that right now so um 
you know, are they like the the scary team that they had, um, you know, a few years ago? You would probably be able to answer that more than I would no. be able to. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy for you to say no, but I'm telling you, man, like just from from our perspective and my perspective, it's like if if they get close and they smell blood in the water, it's just the Chicago Blackhawk way that they will attack. So I'm just waiting for them to be in the mix by the end of this thing. I, I do not anticipate they will be kind of uh, left behind because it's just not, they're not built that way. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I think, I think they'll be there. I don't, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be just simply because they have that, logo on their on their sweater yeah uh, chris maselli from <laughs> lockdown avalanche thank you so much for joining me with the preview hopefully we can do this as the year goes on and uh, as the playoff race gets a little more intense uh it's going to be a fun yep. season to watch and the avalanche are a highly skilled awesome uh it should be two high flying games the hawks just played two games against dallas that were end to end and uh, I, right. I expect more of the same uh this weekend so thanks so much for joining us and uh be well, man. We'll talk to you Absolutely. soon. And Hawks fans, make sure to check out Lockdown Avalanche. They're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, too. You listen to Lockdown Podcast, you get smarter about the teams around the league. All right, so thanks to Chris Maselli for that great preview. That was recorded on Tuesday evening. The Avalanche did have a game on Wednesday night. The results were not reflected in that interview, but didn't really have to be. Uh, now we have a pretty clear picture of what the Blackhawks will be facing today and Saturday. Miko Rantanen should be back for the avalanche Friday or Saturday. And boy, would it be nice if they could delay that return? Just one more game. Just one more would be really, really nice for the Blackhawks to not have to worry about a player of that caliber coming back to face them uh, in a pretty important series. You know, because of these injuries, the avalanche have not really been able to jump out to the big lead they expected. They're still right in the mix, but it looks like Rantanen's going to play Saturday. That seems like the plan for the Avalanche. Reports of that uh, came out on uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Ryan Clark, who did our our preseason preview of the Avalanche, is reporting that he should play Saturday against the Blackhawks. So uh, it's all right. Hey, look, if the Hawks play as well as they, as they played against Dallas on Tuesday and to a lesser extent on Saturday, they'll be okay. They'll be in these games. And, yeah, Colorado's a tough team. But we've seen here over the last little bit, the games that have concerned us the most as Blackhawks fans, Toronto, Vegas, Nashville, Dallas. They've done well in those games. They've played well. It's the games against teams where you're not so intimidated that they don't seem to play as well. They're going to be ready for these games. I I suspect today and Saturday that even if they end up losing both games, they're going to be ready. They're going to compete. They're going to be close and tight games. And they have to be. They have to be. These, look, they took, you know, three of the four available points from Dallas of course Dallas got two of the available four because of the shootout win but being able to take three or four points from this weekend would be great what if they took five of the next six available does that change the way you feel about the team going forward 
Does that increase your enthusiasm as, De- as December arrives? Oh, my God, December's arriving. Holy cow. Terrifying. But here we are. This is a crucial point in the Blackhawk season. And again, yeah, it's only November and December. And the season feels young. But there are two months of hockey in the books already. So the time to, you know, they call these the four-point games where you play against a divisional opponent, you play against an opponent you're chasing, or you're close to in the standings. Picking up some clean regulation wins against Colorado and St. Louis on Monday would be ideal. They're going to have to do it without Dylan Strom and Drake Kajula, but hopefully Matthew Highmore and Anton Vadine jump right in and add some production right away. I liked what Highmore brought in Tuesday's game. In only eight minutes, he was very visible in his time on the ice. He's a fast skater. He's a physical player. Liked what I saw from Highmore in the game. One more little thing to keep an eye on, and I'm going to drop this nugget in here uh, just to give you something to think about over the weekend. Mark Bergevin, the uh, general manager of the Montreal Canadiens, has been scouting the Blackhawks hard. Now, I don't know much about who they're after, who they're looking at, but Bergevin's been at a number of games to watch the Rockford Icehawks play, and he was at the game on Tuesday to watch the Blackhawks and Stars. When a GM is traveling to watch games that his team is not playing anytime soon, that tells you something. Something's up. Mark Bergevin is sniffing around the Blackhawks organization. The fact that he's in Rockford would sort of indicate that it might not be like a top of the roster kind of a guy. But keep an eye on it. The Montreal Canadiens are sniffing around the Blackhawks. So who knows? Maybe we'll have a post-Thanksgiving trade to discuss here on Lockdown Blackhawks. But with that, we're going to wrap things up. How about that little nugget for you to, to think on over the weekend? I'd like to leave you guys with stuff. I don't know anything. I told you, when I know stuff, I'll tell you. All I know is that Bergevin's been scouting the Blackhawks very closely for the last couple of weeks, including a visit to Chicago on Tuesday for the Dallas game. That is the depth of the knowledge I have. I asked one of my best sources, and they're either not telling me or they don't know. They're saying they don't know. Not always the truth, but something's up. He's sniffing around. Now it takes two to tango, as the old saying goes. But where there's smoke, there could be some fire. So maybe we'll have some uh, post-Thanksgiving fireworks. Who knows? All right. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Blackhawks. I hope you guys all had a wonderful Thanksgiving yesterday. I will talk to you again on Monday. And remember, start thinking about those Talk Back Tuesday questions. It's already here. LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. Twitter at LO underscore Blackhawks. And, of course, the voicemail number 708 653 0572 Jay Zawaski signing off for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday here on Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.